Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. On this episode of Big Boys Don't Cry, we discuss the 2019 remake of The Lion King. You don't have to have seen the film to enjoy the podcast, but if you do proceed and listen, just be aware there may be spoilers for The Lion King. Enjoy. definitely going to go check it because i did hear it again okay. well it's, it's too late we've started now okay well right, you can go you can go check and i'll i'll do i'll do a song i'll do a nice okay, song. do a song do a song do, do, do. he's coming home he's coming home he's coming simba's coming home he's a lion he's coming He's the Lion King. Did he kill his father? Only by accident. He's coming home. He's coming. Three lions <laughs> in his pride. <laughs> Too easy. It's a good young, connection this week. Young lion on a shirt. <laughs> young lion on a shirt, yeah. <laughs> Did he kill his father? Yeah, yes. he kind of did. It's all your fault, Simba. Yes. The official Simba. party line here. Was there someone at the door? I suspect not. I hear. I did hear knocking, knocking at my chamber door, but it is... It is. It's going to be a, a the boy or the boy two situation. <laughs> spoiler alert, but there's a guy, guy living in your walls. There's a... <laughs> <laughs> There's a stuffed Simba toy that's going to appear on my bed. No, I and his name is Mozart. Been, it might have been one of the the houses next door, um, but yeah. <laughs> that's the thing as well. When you move house, you've got to get used to what it sounds like. Like we can, I can hear it when someone knocks on the neighbor's door. Sometimes you're like, "Is that my door?" But it's too far away. You got to work out what that sounds like because it's different in every place. You know exactly, exactly. And this road is a bit louder than where we were before, where we lived in a very, very quiet village. It felt like something out of H.P. Lovecraft. Um, it was that quiet. Whereas now we live in a slightly busier town, so needing to get used to all of that stuff. Yeah, a town. Wow, I know a town. That's cool. Outrageous. It's outrageous. It's outrageous. Was there lots of noise when um, England did the goals last night? No, there was a little bit, but not too much, thankfully. Well, there you go. That's a good measure of it, then, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Yeah, you could hear a little way from people, but uh, but nothing, nothing outrageous. There wasn't cool. people singing three lines or good. three three lines on a shirt. If you're an Adidas fan, <laughs> yeah, three three lions on a king. That's what we're talking about this week. We we are. Um, I hate this film, Paddy. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Really, really hate this film. So let's rewind um, for a second. Original Lion King, 1994. Did you watch it as a child? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I enjoyed it as a child. I don't think it's necessarily held up as well as some of the other all-time greats of that era of the sort of Disney renaissance, as they say. Um, like the Black know. Cauldron. 
like the Black Cauldron, obviously. Um, I genuinely yeah. love the Black Cauldron, but I think that's it's mostly nostalgia driven. I think it it might be a shit piece. There's, there's <laughs> no romance in it, but we could talk about it. But it's in, in the Disney. It's kind of romance in it, isn't there? I, I suppose there is. Yeah, we'll, we'll do when we have have room for another like Disney at some point. We could get around to it. But like, yeah, it's it's one that obviously it nearly bankrupted Disney because it was such a flop, and it's so weird and like an adaptation of a really long sequence of like four or five books that barely scratches the surface of it and just gets everything wrong. And it somehow there's something really compelling about it. Yeah. But I yeah. think it might be a shit piece. It might be. It might be. Which you um, don't get with Disney, do you? Generally no, speaking. They don't, they don't take risks anymore, do they? Hence Lion King 2019, which is basically a shot for shot remake of the original version, apart from with CGI instead of colorful animation. And it's and, about forty minutes longer, and <laughs> somehow money, money instead of heart, I suppose. Um, but yeah, I, I was a fan of uh, Lion King, the original, when I was younger. Um, it's, but like I said, I, I, I don't necessarily think it holds up as well as uh, the Little Mermaid or Aladdin or Beauty and the Beast, that kind of mm. era. Um, there's it's... no character in the Lion King who's the equivalent of Gaston, is there? There's no, <laughs> no exactly. yeah, no one I who's mean, that good. I mean, it's still it's still in the era where the Disney villains are really, really good. They went through a little bit of a, a damp patch after that in terms of their villains. I think um, this is Jeremy Irons' most iconic performance, if I'm honest. <laughs> You've never seen Dungeons and Dragons the movie, have you? Well, I have. I saw that in the cinema. Oh, wow. Yes. Well, then, how can you even suggest that this is... <laughs> We've threatened to talk about that before, haven't we? <laughs> we have, yeah. Um, Jeremy Irons is someone I really like, even though he suggested that gay marriage would lead to him marrying his son. Yeah, I was gonna, um, I was gonna say, I think actually his most iconic performance was on that TV chat show where he said he wanted to marry his son. <laughs> exactly, but yeah, Jeremy, <laughs> Jeremy Irons is an interesting. He's he's had an interesting career, hasn't he? Um, you know, he's yeah. been in he's been in really great, strange movies like Dead Ringers, the. Um, david cronenberg drama about twins who are both gynecologists and slowly merge their lives into one Ooh, very, seen that. it's an extremely interesting very good movie and it did jeremy irons plays both twins um and so it's um, like jack and jill <laughs> exactly like jack and jill. jeremy and jeremy apart from it was made in the 80s and genuinely you look at it you think i have no idea how they did this effectively in 1988 um but apart from that, you know, of course, you've got Scar. He played um, Andrew Veidt in the recent Watchmen series and did a very good job. All right. Um, uh, which is a, a sequel um, to the original comic and kind of followed on from that, but twisted the themes a bit to be a bit more modern. It's actually very good. Um, but then apart from that, he played uh, Rodrigo Borgia in the Borgias TV series, which is a lot of fun. Oh, I've heard He's good things good. about that. He's very good in that. Um, but then also you've got things like, uh, like Dungeons and Dragons, the movie, um, where he plays Profion, I think his name is the evil wizard. Um, so yeah, yeah, he's, 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 he's done all sorts of things. He played an evil German in Die Hard 3. Um, yeah, he was the main. I have ever seen any of the sequels. I think I've only seen Uh, the first one. Well, yeah, I personally, I think Die Hard 3 is the best one. It's, it's Bruce Willis and Samuel L. Jackson going up against Jeremy Irons, um, which is great. You know, you can't, can't go wrong with that. Um, but he's not in 
Lion King 2019. Sadly not. No. And it's a it's a problem actually, isn't it? Kind of because they let James Earl Jones do Mufasa again because obviously they were like, oh, well, there's, his voice is so distinctive. There's nobody who could do Mufasa, but nobody else got another shot. And I particularly feel bad for Ernie Sabella, who played Pumba in the original, right? Because he played Pumba in every subsequent Lion King thing after that. So all of the like the dodgy TV series, the sequels or anything, he was like he was happy to do all of it. And his reward is not making it to the live action remake, which just seems like a kick in the tusks. No, because they needed to fill it with as many big name voice people as they possibly could to make up for the fact that it had no originality or ingenuity or anything interesting to do. So you've got Donald Glover, you've got Beyonce, you've got Seth Rogen, you've got Chiwetel Ejiofor, who does a good job as Scar, I want to say. He's good. I really like him overall, but I hate him in this. I hate how his voice sounds. It's the worst part of it for me, actually, is that it's just because it's only... Because Jeremy Irons' voice as Scar is, and his performance as Scar is imprinted on my memory so heavily that I can't. I think it's very, very hard to match that. But it sounds really wrong to me. It's sort of too, too smooth and creepy, and it's not. It's almost not aggressive and not sort of camp enough, is it? It's a bit too downbeat a lot of the time, and I really but, don't like it. But, but I think they, he's a great actor. But he was clearly doing what they wanted for this film which is not camp, which is not aggressive, which is sly yeah. and smooth, because this movie has no character. Yeah, it's, exactly. This is a dire, diabolical film. He, he was I doing what he was it. told. He was doing what he was told, and what he was told was to contribute to making a version of The Lion King after a Dementor had got its horrible <laughs> little sucker into it. <laughs> yeah, what's James Earl Jones's Patronus? It's it's another version of himself. He's that powerful. Yeah, no, it's um you know in the original Lion King when Rafiki like sprinkles some dust in the air and a cloud appears. It's like that, and apparently it says sex, but I don't think that's true. No, you ever seen that meme? I've seen that meme. People say that about all kinds of Disney films, don't they? Yeah. Um. So the Lion people just want to be horny for Disney. That's all it is. (laughs) The Lion King 2019 is a live action. With big live action in air big quotes. quotation marks around it, um, version of 1994's The Lion King. Um, but when you think of The Lion King 1994, you think of the vibrant colors, the expressive animation alongside this really good soundtrack. You don't really think about the plot that much, the plot isn't as important in The Lion King as it is in some of the other Disney movies. It's all about the spectacle. It's all about the way that it sucks you into this incredible world in part, well, primarily, I'd say, through the the flowing, beautiful animation. Yeah, and the um, goofy songs. Yeah, and, and, and the songs as well. But I think, you know, when, when you picture The Lion King in your head, you think of those vibrant oranges and red as the sun goes down. You think of the the gothic horror of the elephant graveyard. You yeah. think of the lush jungles of where Timon and Pumbaa hang out. Um, and you think of the, the apocalyptic scenes at the end when he returns to Pride Rock. Um, and it's this really vibrant change all the time. Each scene, you've got the the, the pinks and the, the the teals of the watering hole scene, for instance. Um, and so it's it's vibrant and it's varied. And then yep. when you come to 2019, it's sandy brown and the odd bit of green. Yeah, poo brown. 
And then when you get to, um, we, there is some color when you get to the jungle and they're like eat, eating all the bugs and stuff, but it's only lasts for about five minutes before it's on to, here's Beyonce to do her new Beyonce song now. And they're actually yeah. standing in a like very grey looking desert when she sings that song, which is really weird. It's also rubbish. That's a terrible <laughs> song. Sorry, yeah. sorry, Beehive. I can't even remember beehive. how it goes. No, I couldn't sing awful. it to you. It adds literally nothing. Um, yeah, and I think Beyonce is great. You know, she's got a lot of bangers, and you know, I really respect her as an artist. But yeah, that song is is it's truly, it's truly wet milk. awful. It is wet milk, wet lion milk, <laughs> the worst kind of do, milk. Do lions? Do you milk a lion? Yeah, you can milk any mammal, can't you? All yeah, mammals, I you can. Yeah. all mammals give you milk. I wouldn't recommend milking a lion. I don't think it would end well for you, but no. you can certainly try. Um, but but that's the main problem, isn't it? This this movie has a real lack of color. All the it all appears washed out. And if they could get some expressiveness into their characters, maybe that could that could override it. But they can't get emotion into those CGI monstrosities that they created, can they? No, and that that's the fundamental problem with it is that in a cartoon you can give an animal a hum- more kind of humanistic emotional face, can't you? It's all about kind of face and movement and they've tried their hardest to do it with real real CGI looking real photorealistic lions, but it just can't be done, can it? There's the expression that you need to give to convey emotion and to deliver lines effectively and to act, it can't be done. Basically, lions can't act. <laughs> no, lions can't act. That's the big problem. You know, what's the um, expression? You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him act convincingly because he's a horse. <laughs> I mean, what they should have done really is uh, have real lions in this and just coax them to try and get them to to, to act and sing. Like, um, But that's how, how it looks to me. That's the thing. It... <laughs> It looks like one of those Disney Channel National Geographic documentaries that someone has dubbed over with like Lion King dialogue as a joke. That's what it looks like. I'm going to disagree with you, but I'm going to come on to that point in a little bit because I want to bring up Raw, 1981's Raw. Do you know anything about this? No. How is that spelled? R-A-W or R-O-A-R? R-O-A-R. This okay. is a Tippi Hedren produced movie. Um, and she stars in it as well. Now, Tippi Hedren had a real pet lion. Yes, she? she did. In fact, she had several. Um, <laughs> and this is all about. Uh, it, it stars Noel Marshall and Tippi Hedren. They're they're like the, um, or, or rather, um, yeah. And and they were married in real life, and they had all of these lions, and they decided, let's make a movie about lions starring lions. <laughs> So what you're saying is this has been done before. Um it has, but Raw is a interesting film. Um there at least 70 people were injured during production oh, no. of this. Um Noel Marshall himself was bitten through the hand by a Ooh. male lion during a fight scene. Um he then also had eight puncture wounds on his leg caused by a lion. Oh, um, by that point he'd already been bitten around 11 times. Um he also got gangrene because he'd been attacked so many times. Um, Hedron was bitten in the head by a lion. Um, the lion's teeth scraped against her skull. Um, all of this is more enjoyable than watching The Lion King 2019. All, all of this is missing from The Lion King 2019. <laughs> 
I wanted a real hornbill bird being chased by a real lion is what I'm trying to say. But yeah, 70 people got injured. Um, one of the members of the crew was scalped by a lion um, when he was filming. Um, this is why you don't make movies with real lions. But would I say that replacing them with CGI lions is a good alternative? No, just make an animated movie or make a documentary about lions. Um, this this movie adds nothing to the world of cinema. Um, it is atrocious and I hated it so much. But what <laughs> the one thing to point out here is that I completely disagree with you about it looking like a documentary because for me at least these lions although they they're a good artificial version of a lion it doesn't appear real there's there's no way to get the weight or physicality into the character movements and you can see that time and time again is yes sometimes you see the rocks moving afterwards after they've stepped on them but other times you can tell that there's no real movement in their surroundings and that's an issue that cgi has had since the day that cgi became a real thing um Mm. where 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 computer graphics were being used as a pure method of um of of um of artificial creation in in films um where you can look at it being done really effectively where you're combining it with um with models such as you know fantastic films like jurassic park which still looks fresh to this day but when you've got something like this where it's so reliant on cg you can't get that weight into them it there's still this barrier at least for me there's still this barrier where you can tell that it's not real and their weird facial movements when they're speaking or when they're singing just make it even worse yeah the the singing is the worst part isn't it yeah and i think you're right at no point did i think oh that's definitely that's like a real lion Okay, and we're back. So yeah, I was saying, what year did Jurassic Park come out? I thought it was the same year as The Lion King, but no, 93. Anyway, Jurassic Park is really good. And could they have <laughs> done is. this with, like, model lions instead? Probably not, because dinosaurs are easier to model. And at that point, you'd be like, yeah, why don't you just get real lions and go for the raw effect? I mean, the the, the real question to ask is, did this movie need to exist at all apart from to get Disney loads more money that they don't need? And the answer is no. No, of course it didn't um my my but yeah my my favorite part of this film and the 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 scene that really showcases why this movie doesn't work is Mufasa's death scene where he gets thrown off the ledge and shouts no as he falls and it looks really stupid because it's just a lion with its mouth open and then <laughs> it goes over to Simba shouting no but it's through the meowing face of a of a lion cub and it yeah. zooms out on him or zooms in on him as he's doing it it's just which is a, which is you know that that's what happens in the the animated movie as well it does exactly the same thing but there you feel this incredible emotion obviously yeah. because there's expression and there is emotion being conveyed to you i don't think i've here, seen the uh, like original for a number of years but i can picture simba's face going no like yeah, in my yeah, head exactly yeah. whereas here <laughs> simba is uh is 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 just meowing yeah on a, on tiny a little mewling cub 
yeah um which is not as 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 good it's less emotional than that scene in return of the jedi when the ewok sees that his friend is dead and pokes him to try to get him to wake up that that has more of an emotional impact that gets me every time and that's a couple of folks in fluffy suits um so (laughs) i mean and, and and that's the big problem isn't it that's the big problem with this movie is it it can't convey what the original conveys um no at which point you you kind of think well why why did you do this apart from just to make a load of money exactly and you think who is this for you think this is kind of they'll they would make the argument that this is trying to introduce it to a whole new generation but i don't think so i think young kids aren't gonna gonna, gonna want to watch this they're gonna see weird looking cgi lines with their mouths open while dialogue is dubbed over the top hell no no thank you I'm going to go watch Minecraft the movie or whatever it is that kids like now. No, I, I, I think Fortnite the movie. I, yeah. I think kids would enjoy this because Disney's so good at marketing things to kids that they'll get involved in 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 it and appreciate it, even though in reality it's not that good. Um, but I think it's aimed at us. It's aimed but at I, but the I think nostalgia. It, market, I think a lot it? of it is a, is aimed at that nostalgia market, which is what it is. So it's it is creating a movie that people who have young kids can take their kids to see and enjoy that pang of nostalgia of watching a movie that they watched before but worse um and then people who are just nostalgic. <laughs> like the force awakens well, yeah yeah exactly <laughs> i actually uh, like the force awakens but... yeah the, the force awakens is the i mean um the last jedi no the last one the rise of Pooh walker rise of skywalker truly as time goes on i dislike that movie more and more <laughs> and i didn't like it to be i thought it was awful to begin with the rise of skywalker colon palpatine had sex <laughs> yeah i mean sorry for the tangent here but it still really annoys me that that movie's plot is so bad that it makes the entirety of the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy completely pointless yeah. What is the point of Darth Vader's sacrifice at the end of Return of the Jedi if it didn't do anything whatsoever? Those first set of movies, they don't matter because Palpatine's got magic Sith powers and he can't be killed. He he's he's his power level is too high. He's too good a Sith and the only thing that can overcome him is space eugenics. Yeah. That, that's not a good that's not a good message, is it? And he's it's, on a planet that you've never seen before. Yeah, it's it's Hexagon. it's storm, storm. Yeah, it's, it's the hemorrhoid cream that he uses cuz he's so old. <laughs> Um, is also the name of the planet that you're seeing on um but anyway disney has made several things that have annoyed me a lot in the last few years one of them is is the rise of skywalker the other one is now the lion king thank you so much for making me watch this film have they made Um, anything in the last few years that you've liked or at least not hated um mandalorian is very good okay yep um i've still only seen like the first two episodes I, liked, I really liked it. I just never got around to uh, it. You should keep watching I'm it. I'm a father it, to a two-year-old. It it does um, get into the realm of tying into the Star Wars universe a bit too much for my liking, which right. is a bit annoying. In the second series, it starts doing that a lot more than the first. The first is very standalone. In the second one, it's like, hey, you know this character. Well, now they're going to be an integral part of the plot, eh? Yeah, you like this fan service, don't you? You Star Wars hogs. Um, whereas I preferred it a lot more when it was very much a standalone story. Um, in terms of, I don't know, what else has Disney released recently? Um, well, I, I don't know if you've seen a lot of this stuff. Um, we just watched Luca, which was quite good. That's I've heard about that's the good. Italian fish boy. I liked Moana. I liked Soul. Soul was very good. Yeah, Soul was great. I want to watch it again, actually, because I feel like there are layers to it. 
um, that I didn't explore. But yeah, I really liked Soul. Um, so yeah, I think I it was think not what I was expecting night. at all. The way that it got sort of really cosmic and like explored. I thought it was just going to be about some jazz guy, and then yeah, it's about this whole thing of like what it means to have a soul and yeah, a mind and a body and possible afterlife stuff. It's actually extremely deep in a very unexpected way. Yeah, no, it's it's a really clever, intelligent, emotionally intelligent movie as well. Similar to Inside Out, I suppose, but coming at that kind mm. of aspect from a different angle, um, which is which is interesting. Um, I have no interest in watching Cruella. That is just no. Let's give another bad guy a backstory that makes them sympathetic. Do you know the the? the... I love Emma Stone, but that that looks ridiculous. What is it? The her some puppies made a coat out of her mother or something <laughs> her mum got killed by dalmatians yeah Spoiler is that actually that. true that's true yeah that is ridiculous what... that is the biggest load of nonsense i've ever heard in my life they were trained by some evil person to run at people if they had a whistle and they charged at her and knocked her off a cliff or a balcony <laughs> or something like that I've in seen, a way I've that's hilarious that. it's incredibly hilarious um, this is the kind of thing we would write yeah, exactly. And it actually, if it's going down that road and it's going to own that and be really stupid, then I'm up for it. But because it's Disney, it's not going to happen, is it? Well, no, they basically made, from what I can gather, they basically made a mixture between um, The Devil Wears Prada and Joker. <laughs> you know, they, okay. they, made, they made Taxi Driver, but for Capitalist Girl Boss. Um, Meryl which... Streep standing up there going, we live in a society. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't exactly. seen Joker and I don't really know what that means, but I've seen that on memes a lot. Joker, Joker's um, surprisingly good. It's basically a huge anti-capitalist movie and everyone who was saying it's going to be all about incel terrorists was just talking out their ass. It's it's actually quite good. It's, it's, it's taxi driver for people who read comic books, but actually introducing people to that kind of film, I think is a, is a positive thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So I'm down with that. Joker's Joker's all right. It's pretty good. It also uses Gary Glitter in the soundtrack, which is oh, never no. not awkward. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, uh, Disney, they're just playing it so safe, aren't they? Yeah. That, that's the thing is in recent years, everything they're doing is safe. There's no danger. There's nothing exciting or thrilling. Um, I've heard mixed things about Raya and the Last Dragon. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Was, is that We good? watched that and I, I did enjoy it, but um, halfway through, Eric woke up and was sick everywhere. So we then <laughs> so had Eric to comfort him it. and put him <laughs> to bed and we were all a bit frazzled so I was a bit distracted but I really enjoyed it yeah it was great yeah I've heard mixed things about it but it's something that interests me so I might watch that sometime I think that's well um, worth watching I'd be interested to hear your thoughts actually it had a nice sort of fantasy epic um plot to it that sort of um made its way through four different distinct areas like a video game which I which I very much appreciated but yeah it was it was fun and it had a it had the right level of goof factor it was lighthearted more lighthearted than I was expecting okay so that good. I appreciate so yeah I think there's some stuff that I'm that I, they're making that I'm enjoying there's other stuff that I think is just extremely dull um timid calculated films and that's what the lion the opposite of is. a lion the opposite of a lion um and you know we, we've talked about the um we've talked about the animation issues where you go from this incredibly vibrant colorful world to something that's very grim and 
washed out it looks it looks a lot like the marvel movies that also feel very washed out and dull even though they're taking place in these these exciting worlds because again they're playing it safe they don't want to do anything artistically interesting because they know they just want to get a solid make bank movie out of it and I think this suffers from the sort of Marvelification of films a little bit, doesn't it? In general, even if Disney didn't own Marvel, I think you'd still the the effect of superhero films overall is to make things really unnecessarily long and epic and full of bloated action and fight scenes. And you're like, we got ninety minutes into this film, and it's like, okay, great, it's at the bit where like Timon and Pumbaa are distracting the hyenas and running away. On the animated film, there's like less than ten minutes left at that point. I looked at the clock; there was thirty five minutes left. I was going, oh how all he has to do is go and like push scar into the fire and he's the king job done yeah no i've got to have a bit of a fight scene you've got to have extremely long um credits at the end did you notice how long the credits were to this film i didn't watch the credits i normally <sighs> try to i know it's like if you like films it's what you're supposed to do but i, I didn't watch the credits <laughs> um, it's got that elton john song that's sort of all right it's a, yeah. new, a new elton john it's a song. New elton song john song which is fine um, but not as yeah, good as the, him singing "I'm still standing I'm, in his garden" last year, obviously. Um, but the, the the other big issue with Lion King, which we mentioned, is that the the music of the original is really good. You know, it's really good music. Um, but then when you come to this one, the songs are great, but they feel dull because they lack that extravagant animation that makes them exciting from an animated film. They can't have the same quick cuts. They can't have the same expression. They can't have the same variation of color um, or sweeping shots. Um, and this has been a problem across all of the live action Disney films. Um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about Beauty and the Beast in particular here with um, Be Our Guest, uh, where you look at that in the original and it's wonderful. And then you look at it in the remake and you're just like, oh, okay, fine. Yeah, um, I agree with that. But the thing is that Gaston's song in that is so good that all of the other songs don't matter. I disagree. The rest of the song still, <laughs> Gaston's song is good. Gaston's song is still not as good as the original animated version um, see i just love luke closest. evans as gaston so much that i think i almost prefer it it's the it's the closest because luke evans as gaston is brilliant but there's still issues with it partly the sound quality where the vocals feel very muddled a lot of the time in that live action one mm, um yeah but 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 the the issue with the disney live action movies and their songs is particularly prevalent here um where it just you should not be able to get bored watching i just can't wait to be king but you do <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and and part of that issue is um when they're holding on to long notes in songs which they do a lot they i, I don't know if you notice and i imagine you probably hated it because i seem to remember you don't like it they add all these irritating vocal flourishes and i'm sure it's probably written into beyonce's contract that yeah she demanded that they let her do that <laughs> Um, but every song has a oh, oh, oh moment. <laughs> Ooh, oh, fucking bloody yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, and, and they do that a lot, but it's particularly awkward here because there's no emotion or movement in the character's yeah. eyes. So it just it's looks the like the X Factor these, flourish. It looks like these lions are just standing there with their mouths open while someone off screen is singing. <laughs> and it's they're all really um, they're all auditioning for the voice. Yeah, the like suddenly you, you expect in the middle of the jungle suddenly Tom Jones to swivel around on a red chair and go, hmm, I'll take you. <laughs> I'll, I'll take I'll take that. I'll take that. You know, all that ever happens on those singing shows is someone stands up and goes, <laughs> and then everyone goes, ooh, that's singing. 
That's the, the Lion King is like that, but with lions. Yeah, exactly. But but yeah, where that really struggles is that you. It just looks like it's lions standing around with their mouths open because the the biggest issue is that they can't get emotion into their eyes or their upper heads at all. It's just flapping jaws and lion faces. And so it's yep. just these lions standing around with their mouths open. And somehow the other animals are even worse, aren't they? The, the birds especially. And Zazu, right? Rowan Atkinson's performance, iconic. John Oliver in this film played John Oliver. He didn't play Zazu. And that's quite an achievement to do when you're being a bird, but he still managed it, didn't he? Yeah, I, again, I don't want to put too much of a downer on the performances because I think these people, a big issue is, again, they're getting these people in who aren't used to doing voice work that often. I know John Oliver's done a bit here and there, but not too much. Um, and but then, mainly he's a funny newsman who is funny because he's British. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, what? what's the great podcast that he used to do? Um, the, Bugle, the Bugle. The Bugle. Yeah. Um, but, that, is, um, that is a very funny podcast. I haven't listened to it for a long time, but I used to well, really enjoy I, it. I don't know if he still does it anymore because obviously he doesn't have that much time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Andy Zaltzman is now some kind of cricket data czar or something. Yeah, well, he's always been perfect for critic, him. isn't he? Cricket, uh, cr- not critic. Critic. Um, everyone's a critic especially us (laughs) yes um but yeah so i I don't want to i don't want to put too much blame on the performances because you've got all these people who aren't voice actors being shoehorned into a movie where their characters aren't expressive where they likely didn't have the pacing available when they were reading these scripts to really work together well um into this cumbersome two-hour long absolute hog of a film (laughs) absolute Um, warthog yeah. It's a young warthog of a film. Um, so, I, I, yeah, I don't want I don't want to blame the performances too much here. I, I think some of them, John, John Oliver, like you said, is John Oliver. He's not he's not doing anything beyond that. But and I think I feel hatred for it because the way he sings some lines in "I Just Can't Wait to Be King," which is like an iconic song that I played to my son, you know, the original, obviously. And it's just like he does one line slightly different from Rowan Atkinson, and I'm like, no, that's that's not how you sing it. That's wrong. Don't do it. But, you know, that that's the only time where they put anything different in apart from some random padding here and there. You know, it, it, it's basically the same script apart from there's a bit of extra fighting. There's some unnecessary characters along with Timon and Pumbaa in the Jungle Paradise. There's a new song from Beyonce that adds literally nothing. Yeah. Um, th- th- this movie is just, it's a pointless, unnecessary cash machine. Yeah. Um. That like one worst... of those cash machines, you know, when you go to the corner shop and they've got one that's like weirdly not attached to anything. And it's, you can see that it's just like plugged in in the corner in a <laughs> socket that's fizzing and it's going to charge you two ninety nine to take out a tenner. It's yeah. that cash machine. <laughs> exactly. That's what this is. Um, the, the worst example of this. And, you know, I think it it epitomizes the, the, the production of this film entirely is what they did to Be Prepared, which is my favorite song from oh, the original. God, yeah wonderful camp villain song with massive nazi overtones yeah <laughs> that's more like marching like nuremberg it's so yeah, good it's, and it's, it's got it's all like green it's that green color yeah, that is completely evil, absent evil and there's also one bit green. where like you hear a marimba and there's a hyena like playing a sort of skull marimba with some bones where yeah, was that it's, it's brilliant it's so it's so um creative and it's so fantastic and it really makes you see these horrible villains in scar but also the joy that he finds in being a villain which is completely absent in this film where it's just 
he's all about the ambition not about the enjoyment of it and i think that really takes away that sucks away something from it but they've 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 cucked it haven't they they cucked yeah prepared they, they took absolutely out, cucked it they took out everything campy to create this dry little scene where scar's talking to some hyenas and that just feeds into this very very serious this is a really serious film and i have no idea yeah. why they went for that yeah there's humor in it but it seems much more dry than the original doesn't it but um, yeah that i i absolutely loathe what they did to be prepared it is absolutely terrible and that is a, such a good song and all the other songs they've done pretty much note for note exactly the same this one they decided to completely change it for no apparent reason just so that scar can do some sort of mumbling and wander around and like cut out the bit where he says no you fool we're gonna kill him which is one of the funniest lines in the original film not there so yeah i i hate that i hate it so much and yeah it misses the green which is this kind of scary green color yeah all of that is just absent it's just him wandering around around some gray bones and the hyenas are rubbish as well yeah i mean it's it's barely a song um it is just a little spoken word bit it's it's basically a bit of script and then they add a little bit of singing at the end it does it's barely a song anymore um so yeah we hate you lion king 2019 what have you done to one of your best songs imagine doing the little mermaid live action and taking out ursula's song yeah <laughs> just imagine doing that this is exactly the same thing here or at um, the beginning ariel's like look at this stuff isn't it neat oh and moving on and moving on yeah um <laughs> It's it's just mind boggling the decisions that they made, and obviously this movie this movie made so much money, ridiculous right. money. It's made money with which you could afford to take any risk in cinema that you wanted to. If you wanted to whack a film up on Disney Plus that was literally of Cruella Deville's mother being eaten by Dalmatians for an hour, you could get away with that because you have enough money to mitigate that risk. Yeah, so so the budget was about two hundred and sixty million. I assume Ooh. then extra um, on marketing. You know, this was very heavily marketed, um, but box office it made one point six billion. Flipping heck, that's a lot. Everyone of money. wanted to go and see this movie because it feeds into Disney's new monopoly model. Disney now owns everything. I think it's worth pointing out Disney owns everything now. Yep. Um you cannot escape Disney. They own they own literally the air you're breathing right now. They own you. Um, but it's the problem with the Disney monopoly is, you know, this effort, this time could have gone into something new, could have gone into something original, could have gone into something creative or challenging, but instead they play it safe. And with with the Disney remakes, this is really prevalent. You know, you look at all of these remakes that have been made by Disney, none of them take any risks. Um, in fact, they've gotten worse. You look at the original Cinderella, and that's a lot more creative and goes a lot more from the normal script than this did from The Lion King. They've actually got worse with being with being conservative than the original than where they started with the remake journey. Yeah, and I, as you know, I didn't really like the remake of Cinderella. I thought it was, just really went on and was really bloated and silly, but it was way better than this. Yeah, yeah. And, and then you look at Marvel's endless stream of films where there is no endpoint and you need to have watched all of the Marvel movies to understand what's going on. Um, it's just an endless stream of content. Um, there's nothing new. There's nothing challenging. It's just this endless stream of consume, consume, consume. Oh, you finish consuming. Forget about it because in a month's time, we're going to have something new for you to consume. Yeah. Um, the Black Cauldron 2022. <laughs> I wish. I wish they'd revisit. Why I aren't they? Re- so much. They should revisit some of their old movies. And I, I, I think the issue is... Oliver and they, Company 2023. 
real cats and dogs. Yeah, no, I want CGI dogs and cats eating hot dogs on the New York streets. Yeah. Um, but the, the thing is that, you know, you look at um, you look at when they, they revisited Tron, for instance, and I don't think Tron Legacy did that well. And I think Disney are thinking, oh, well, we better stick to movies that did well and that have a big place in the cultural market that we can cash in on. So, you know, I'd love for them to revisit The Black Hole or to mm. revisit The Black Cauldron. But instead... That we're going to get this forever. Yeah. You know, where where are the original movies coming from? You know, you've got stuff like Soul, thankfully, keeping them ticking along. But alongside that, you've got Mulan remake. Oh, God. Have you seen it? No, no, no. I'm not paying extra it money is to, so see, dour. to see Mulan. It's one of the most dour films I've ever seen. It was really, again, I, really I, boring. I heard that they took out the best song again. Yep. It's not got any songs in it. It's just got um, some of the like original music is used in the score, but it's not got any songs. It's just like a two-hour war drama, and it is one of the dullest things I've ever seen in my life, and I hated it. I hated it. So, so in terms of what we've got coming I up, I think I preferred the Lion King to that actually. Oh, really? Because it was just really, really dull and boring and serious, <laughs> which is what you want from a Disney movie. Yeah. Um, so, so coming up, excitement coming up with um, with Disney movies. Very soon, we've got Jungle Cruise. Another. Oh yeah, movie, we talked about that. Didn't we? <laughs> another with Jack Whitehall based on a ride at Disneyland. So exciting. Um, we've got um, something called Encanto. Which yes, is coming up. I saw the first trailer for that today, and I think it looks really good. Which is cool. So hopefully that will be a bit more interesting. It's, it's got original Colum- songs by Lin Manuel Miranda. It's based so. in Colombia, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and yeah, Lin Manuel Miranda's fine. Um, I'm not as in love with him as everyone else seems to be, but I I can tell that he's a talented songwriter um, and is very charming. So hopefully that'll 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 come over well. Um, he's made a lot of great stuff. We just watched them um, in the Heights, actually, which maybe we could talk about in another episode. It is a musical, though, so I think I'll spare you musicals for a little bit. Yeah, d- don't give me musicals. You know how I feel about <laughs> people feeling jubilant about things. Yeah, um, yeah, just like Scar in the graveyard with hyenas, very jubilant. <laughs> well, he is jubilant. He's proper chipper, isn't he? In the original, he is. Yeah. Um, but then yeah, even got... like I just can't wait to be king doesn't really feel like a joyful anthem, does it? No, no, it doesn't. It's it's very dour again. It's look at me, I'm riding an ostrich. Whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, nobody cares, Simba. Um, but then then we sort of get heavily into sequel and remake territory. So we've got Disenchanted, which is a sequel to Enchanted. Do you remember Enchanted? Yeah, I haven't seen it. Um, then we've got Peter Pan and Wendy. We've got Hocus Pocus 2, which could be good, hopefully, because okay. Hocus Pocus is good. Yeah, I'll reserve judgment. Whether it is good or not remains to be seen. Peter then, Pan, right? What, not one of my favourite animated ones. Don't really like it. Creepy, bad songs, bad animation, weird story. Not a fan. You know what is good, though? Pan. <laughs> what the fuck is Pan? Which one There's that? that film by that director who's not good. <laughs> you know? <laughs> From a few years ago, Pan movie, twenty fifteen. Joe Wright. Oh no, he is good, but he did that one. <laughs> okay. Oh wow, this looks really bad just from the poster. Who's in? Who's in this? We've Hugh talked Jackman, about this before, have we? Yeah, and neither of us have seen it, but we've mentioned it. <laughs> okay. 
Um, I was going to say horrendous. That, I was going to say that Hook is really good. I like Hook. Exactly. Why would you make any other Peter Pan film ever when Hook exists? <laughs> because they need to cash in on Peter Pan. Um, but then we've got the Little Mermaid. We've got um, we've got Shrunk. What is Shrunk? Is this a Honey I Shrunk the Kids reboot? It is. Oh <laughs> wow. no. Um, we've got Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Reserving judgment on that. Um, based on the TV series. Is it going to be good? I'm going to imagine not. Then we've got uh, Pinocchio. Um, mm. That's going to end up being two and a half hours and really serious, isn't it? It's been directed by Robert Zemeckis, which means that it's going to have okay. C- lots of CG because that's all that he's done recently, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it will star Tom Hanks, I assume, as Puppet Man. Geppetto. Luke Evans is going to be in it, I hope, as the sassy cat thief. As Pinocchio, surely. Or as the, or as the whale at the end. <laughs> um, no, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's in it, so I assume he's uh, going to be Pinocchio. because he. Pinocchio is also quite a creepy story, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's meant to be. You know, it's meant to be um, creepy. So, so all jokes aside, Pinocchio is being played by Benjamin Evan Ainsworth, who played um, the kid in The Haunting of Bly Manor, which is the sequel to The Haunting of Hill House. Came out oh, last okay. Year. And he's good. He's good. Um, so Luke Evans is the coachman. That's cool. Is that so a big role? He's the guy who turns all the kids into donkeys at the end. Spoiler alert for Pinocchio. Oh, yeah. He's the one who owns the island who then turns them all into donkeys. So, yeah. The donkey man. That's a very, that's a very Luke Evans role. I love him <laughs> in, that, in that role. That's great. Um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is playing Jiminy Cricket, apparently. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, again, they're... They're and then there's the Luke Evans Gaston prequel series, which genuinely I'm more excited about than all of those other ones put together. But you just know it's going to be just nonsense. But that you're right. Uh, now that now that you've you've bummed me out by talking about how they never take risks, I'm worried they're not going to take any risks, and it's going to be boring. Like it should be Luke Evans in a gay romance with yeah. LeFou, but. And you know what they're going to do? They're going to hint at it, but never actually say it or yeah, do it. Because this is Disney we're talking about. They don't want to annoy either conservative Americans or China or other worldwide markets by having anything human in their films. Yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, Disney. I grew up loving Disney films, as most as most people do. But fuck you, as a company man, you guys are <laughs> fucking awful. Yeah, it's like just use some of your massive money and take some risks. That's all you need to do. Have some have some gay characters, you know, reflect society a bit more. It wouldn't be hard to just sort of move some of their newer films in that direction, would it? Stop necessarily remaking everything. You'll still make shitloads of money from Star Wars and Marvel and all the other stuff. And you know, it, they should be doing more what like publishing houses do. Perhaps you know less so these days than they used to, but. Publishers do, you know, generally speaking in broad terms, they publish a bunch of celebrity autobiographies and whatever that they know are going to sell so that they can make literary fiction. You know, who at Disney is thinking about that? Yeah, and I guess you can look at things like Soul or the, um, what's the Lin-Manuel Miranda one called? As maybe, oh, Encanto. As, as maybe examples where they're using this to promote um, voices and stories that might otherwise not be told. Yeah, um, and that would be their counter argument to this, which, sure. which is which is good. But are they really doing enough? 
Uh, I don't necessarily think they are, particularly when they're doing things like shrinking the size of black actors on posters in China, for instance. Oh, geez. Yeah. You know, uh, taking, su- suggesting to Western audiences that there's gay characters, but then not actually doing it because they think it's going to annoy people in other markets or annoy people within a conservative Western fan base. Yeah. You know, they they can tick these boxes and they can say, oh, well, we're doing this and we're doing that. But in reality, are they really doing anything? Is the CEO of Marvel still donating millions to the Republican Party? Um, the answer is no, they're not doing anything. And yes, he is. So <laughs> don't take their their free liberal supposed ideas that are just surface level in their films at face value because all they care about is making money. Yeah. So you'll be pleased to know they're making a sequel to this with Barry Jenkins, of all directors. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, why? Is it going to be a, uh, is it going to be a, a, a direct uh, remake of The Lion King 2 Simba's Pride? Apparently not, which is a shame. Because <laughs> I want to see Scar's kid. That's what I want to see. I want to see them doing really expensive live-action remakes of all the direct-to-video sequels that came out in the 90s, like The Return of Jafar and stuff. <laughs> exactly. Give me give me giant... Oh, apparently it's going to be a prequel. Uh, okay. Um, Mufasa slashes Scar's face. That's what's going to be. It's going to be about... the, Or at least part of the movie is going to be the origin of Scar's Scar. Right, Tell, call, I see. calling it right now that that's going to happen at some point in the movie. Barry Jenkins, please do something interesting with this movie. I know Disney won't let you do something interesting with this movie, but you are very talented. Yeah, <laughs> please, for the love of God, make them do something. Um, but knowing Disney, you look at the people that they've sacked from films because they think they're going too out there. Like, you know, how many there's like a 50 50 rating of 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 um star wars directors making it to the end of their movie you look at the the lego movie guys getting kicked off oh yeah and solo you look at um the guy who did jurassic world getting kicked off um the rise of skywalker um if you aren't doing what they like then you don't get far um like um uh, baby driver guy what's his name edgar wright edgar wright getting kicked off ant-man for instance oh yeah yeah they they if you are going in a direction which they're not comfortable with which probably means that you're doing something creative then you're getting shipped off elsewhere um so i don't have high hopes for anything <laughs> to, for any disney movie to really make me go wow anytime soon which is a shame which is a shame yeah but as you say they're a content farm you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Some of it's going to be good, some of it's going to be bad, and some of it's going to have a young warthog. But not doing that song properly because they say the word fart really loudly. I know, and the whole joke is that he doesn't say it. Yeah. That's that's what makes it funny. Oh, yeah, that really royally pissed me off, actually. <laughs> Which is a shame because actually I thought Seth Rogen and Billy Eichner did a great job. They were like one of the potential highlights of the film. I mean, they they were fine, but I wouldn't necessarily think it was great. Again, I think everyone was hamstrung by the fact that the concept of this movie was terrible, and yeah. the fact that it was made at all was completely unnecessary. 
This is nice to see Billy Eichner doing stuff like that when, you know, he's most famous for being the guy who walks up to people in the street with the microphone and says, name a woman. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And did you notice that they added some historical cucking as well? That There was a bit where Scar's talking to um, Sarabi and he's all like, you rejected me in favor of Mufasa. I was like, that was not in the original. No, it was not. Um... It's, yeah, I love that they've added in all of these completely unnecessary details. Um, that's what that's what Lion King needed. And the kind of the extra time that they add to it, as well as having all the kind of marvel fight scenes, it just adds really annoying stuff that makes the characters worse. Like Simba, the scar goes up to his face and he's all like, say that you're nothing, you are nothing. And he's like, yes, I'm nothing. Like, come on, Simba, at this point, just kill him. It's the end of the film. We get it. Like, we've already had like a whole thing of you moping in the desert because your dad died. Just like, get over it and kill Scar. <laughs> get over it, mate. Bad time. <laughs> um, yeah, soy boy beta cuck Simba. Yeah. Versus the Chad Scar. <laughs> Scar is definitely a Chad. <laughs> no, he's not. He's too skinny. He doesn't work out. No, no, exactly. Exactly. Um, so uh, it's bad, isn't it? Yeah. It's a bad, bad old, bad old. You don't need this. to watch it. No, don't watch it. Watch the original again. Yeah, just go watch the original. It's much shorter. You're not you're not um you're not missing anything by watch by not watching this. You're literally not getting anything out of it. No. If you start the original at seven PM or maybe even seven thirty, you'll still be done in time for Love Island. <laughs> Most important thing. Yeah. Um so I've got a little bit of trivia here for you. Oh, good. Um, exciting trivia. So Benedict Cumberbatch was apparently first choice for um, for Scar. I, I I could see that. Um, apparently, um, you know how the hyenas are lifeless and humorless. Yeah, um, that's because John Favreau, director John Favreau, decided that that did not fit with his vision for the movie, um, which I think says a lot about um, the. <laughs> The state of this film and why they made it. What um, was his vision for the for the movie? I wonder. A grim, serious telling of talking and singing lions, I suppose. And this is the man who directed Elf, for God's sake. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, <laughs> one thing that I think is good to point out is that Billy Eichner and Seth Rogen uh, did record their lines together, which is why they buzz off each other so well. Um, and I think that that really shows off in everyone else when they don't have that kind of connection. Um, because, yeah, I think it does really come across that it's it feels disconnected, doesn't it? I think that's the real problem is it feels very disconnected. Yeah, completely disconnected and from anything good. Yeah, yeah. So um, how are we rating this movie? I just wanted to note before we do that that one of the reviews called it a very expensive deep fake, which I think is quite accurate. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think that's completely right. Um A very expensive deep fake with lots of weird singing and where they say fart. But it did do it did do all right with critics, didn't it? Audiences enjoy it because audiences are wrong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the audience but... is always wrong. That's the number one rule of film. But um, but I think that it did pretty well with critics as well, didn't it? If you look at the Metacritic, um, I think reviews were mixed, weren't they? 
but I think in general it had pretty good reviews um, from people, which is a shame to see because this is, you know, take some fucking balls and call out bad movies when you see them. Yeah, especially if it's Disney. They don't care. Nothing you do, you could write the worst review ever and they're still going to be making a billion dollars, so nobody cares. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, like Stick um, it to the man, man. They still got over... 50% in terms of views. You had people like um, the New York Post, Seattle Times giving it good reviews. Um, At The Guardian, Peter Bradshaw found the film watchable and enjoyable, but I missed the simplicity and vividness of the original hand-drawn images. See, Wet milk. Even then, even then, there's no simplicity to the hand-drawn images. It's incredibly complex to create something that flowing. Yeah. It's only simple in com- comparison to the extremely complex shit that people can do now, right? Well, even then, you know, I think, yeah, it's not a million pixels, but there's complexity and craft in creating that emotion through 2D images. And that's not something that should be overlooked because it's not got a million pixels in amazing 3D imaging. Fuck you. Fuck all of you who think that. Graphics aren't everything. Emotion is much more important. Yeah, what you it's all about feel the quality about of your pixels, not the quantity. Um, so all of you bellends who gave this good reviews, um, no. Boo. Boo to you. <laughs> boo you all. I, I boo you. <laughs> um, I, 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 yeah, I boo you. What's his face from The Guardian again? Peter Bradshaw. Um, Peter Bradshaw. <laughs> I've even forgotten his name. <laughs> I was thinking of what's what what was the name of our MP down in Exeter when we lived there? Oh, Ben Bradshaw. Ben Bradshaw. I don't know I if don't they're related. Him. Um, but yeah, it's, it's this is bad. Call it out for being bad. Disney's not going to... Well, they might come around your house and kill you knowing what power Disney have. But... I send a lion round. <laughs> send a lion round. And it'll be... It'll up. be... It'll jaw will come down and it'll talk with a human voice. I go, yeah, you thought I wasn't real. Fassa's here. <laughs> this was live action. Um, but yeah, like this movie made so much money and it did so well. This is the moment where we really needed someone to go, no, fuck you, Disney. You can't get away with making shit like this anymore. <laughs> well, that's what we're here for. Two years after the film <laughs> came out. Two years after it came out. Um <laughs> Because this is this is bullshit, right? How 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 are we how are we ranking this piece of shit? Um, how many when you you open up a log, right? And there's like grubs in there that you're gonna eat for your dinner when you're a warthog. How many grubs are crawling along the log? Fucking two grubs. Oh, that's scant a dinner. Shit log. Scant dinner. Simba's gonna starve to death and die. That's the real ending of this movie. They wanted to do a gritty real movie about lions and they didn't realise that lions can't live on two grubs. Yeah. Um, he definitely would have eaten his warthog buddies. He would have eaten his warthog body and everything like that. Yeah. So, yeah, two two fucking grubs for this piece of shit. I'll go two a little bit higher because they can't hate on it as much as something that got a two, like just friends or whatever, just in terms of the whole pantheon of films that we've discussed. So I'll go to like a five, maybe. Fucking... Disney cuck, Paddy. <laughs> yep. I'll go to five because I'm a cuck for Disney. There you go. <laughs> Diz cuck is what you are. Um, so we're going to stick with Disney for next time out. Are we? Oh, wow. Yeah. 
um, because I wanted to take a look at one of the big old flops they made or one of the less successful movies that they were behind. Okay, okay. Um, so I was going to choose The Black Cauldron, but you've said uh, we'll, we'll talk about it later. Well, if that's what you want to do, I don't mind. If we're, if well, we're there was two, but... two things I had in mind, so I'll leave you with the choice. You've got Black Cauldron or uh, Prince of Persia. Oh, that's genuinely quite a tough choice. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think I'll go Prince of Persia. We'll, we'll do a Disney animated special at some point where we'll look through some of their animated films. How does that sound? Yeah, that's you? a good idea. Yeah, again, I think we need some kind of palate cleanser still, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so Prince of Persia, um, produced by uh, Disney um, uh, through Jerry Bruckheimer. Um, I've never seen wasn't, it. wasn't a flop as such but it didn't including its marketing i don't think it made all its money back which obviously or or maybe it only just squeaked by on a profit which is obviously not what disney want they want all the money in the world yeah so it's been proven as a disaster um but there's lots of interesting things to discuss about it including the fact that a movie set in persia stars entirely white people <laughs> yeah, is, um, is it jake gyllenhaal <laughs> jake gyllenhaal as and Gemma the titular Arterton. prince um so uh yeah so let's uh let's see what you think of this movie and whether you think it is indeed a shit piece which i think it might be yes i'm very glad to be doing a potential shit piece (laughs) good stuff good stuff very good very good okay well um you can find us on twitter at big boys don't pod you can email us big boys don't cry podcast at gmail.com um if you're a lion don't email us um (laughs) There's a link in our show notes where you can give us money if you want to give us a tip for being the only people who are willing to stand up and say that The Lion King 2019 is bad. <laughs> we are brave. Two years Lioness. after the fight. Um, yeah, give us your money. Give us your lion money. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to call out the lions to come and give us their lion money. <laughs> Send us your grubs. Like coins made of lion bars. <laughs> Oh man, I'd love that. Yeah, send us your lion bars. Have a lion Screw bar. the money. I want lion bars. The lion bar is better than the Lion King. Yeah, a lion bar from 2019 is better than the Lion King. <laughs> so don't watch the film. Eat a lion bar instead. <laughs> yeah, this podcast brought to you by Nestle. Is it Nestle or is it Mars that makes lion bars? Oh, I don't know. I'm going to have to look it up. Lion brought bar. to you by a chocolate company. Yeah. A chocolate company. It was it's Nestle. Yeah. Nestle. Okay, maybe not because Nestle are another evil company. Yeah. Potentially don't, don't eat much a lion more bar. evil than Disney. Eat a eat a Tunnock's tea cake. <laughs> that's a that's a great British snack that everyone should be eating at halftime during the foot sport. Yeah, eat a eat a tea cake. Yeah. Or a caramel wafer. There we go. Nice. Support your Scottish businesses and eat a caramel wafer or a tea cake. The Lion Bar originated in Preston, Lancashire, eh? so it is a British product. Of course it is, because you walk out with three Lion Bars on your shirt. (laughs) And then they sort of melt on it. (laughs) They are fucking melting. Quick, let's eat them now. <laughs> in recent years, the lion has been dramatically reduced in size, which has caused controversy among fans. Citation needed. 
<laughs> so you reckon people have really looked at the image on a lion bar and think the lion's two centimeters smaller i must well, write to my mp no i think it means the actual size of the bar itself not the oh, lion okay. <laughs> it's just the way it's phrased but it's not clear to be fair no no yeah no well if if the if the size of the bar is decreased then obviously i think that's a it's a cause for alarm but it's the same with all chocolate isn't it it's all uh it seems smaller because shrinking. we're bigger than when we were kids. No, I remember when curly whirlies used to be a metre long. Yep, those were the good days. Used to wield them like lightsabers. <laughs> yeah, and then Palpatine came along and ruined it. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Palpatine. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, go and eat a lion bar. Lion bars are good. Lion King is bad. Good night. <laughs> yeah, night, night. <laughs> We're not doing bye now, we're doing night-night. Yeah, good night. Sleep well. (laughs) Don't let any lions come to your house. Yeah, don't let them in. They're like vampires, they can't come in unless you invite them in. Yeah, let the right lion in. (laughs) 